Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to our Thursday community interview, but it's really a Darren List Diary show, and we're joined by the Mr. Darren Watson. Can we get some Ds in the chat, please, for Darren? Ds in the chat. Uh, hey, Darren, how are you? Hello. I'm grand. I'm very well, thank you very much. Um, can you can you see me okay? My camera looks We did terrible. this already in pre-production. Like, we can see you fine. You're doing great, buddy. Yeah. Right. Okay, it's just me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so today, today's show, uh, we're going to be talking, Darren, catching up with uh, how he is, seeing how he feels about Age of Sigma three, because obviously we haven't actually asked him yet. I don't think live on air. Uh, and then we're also, and we're also yeah. going to. Um, uh, he's written three lists for us, and we're going to go through them. And I guess we're going to hear a lot of what your feelings are for um, Age of Sigma three through those lists, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. great. All right, lovely. Uh, and also, just a quick introduction, because I saw someone who was new in the chat. Uh, morning, everyone, by the way. This is live in front of a, a Twitch audience. Uh, Darren's one of the most consummate gamers in uh, the world. Uh, he's been in the English ETC team, having won the ETC. He's won several grand tournaments on his own. Uh, is also a member of the reigning Blood Tide team uh, um, uh, champions. Uh, not Blood Tide team champions. Sorry, Brotherhood team champions. Uh, maybe also Blood Tide. I don't know who yeah. One blood ties actually. Was it the French? Uh, we won it one year. Yeah, it was someone. Anyway. But Darren's pretty good at Warhammer, is what I'm trying to fucking say. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Pico's DK, for resubscribing. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us live. Uh, so, Darren's got loads of things to say about Warhammer. Before we do that, Darren, how are you in your, yourself? How's life? How's things? Very well. Very well, yes. Um, I've recently had COVID. Um, that was fun, being asthmatic, um, but um, that was okay. That wasn't so bad. Um, if you want some, if, if you are new, hi, I'm Darren. Um, I might swear a lot um, because I can't, I can't not swear. <laughs> and Rob very kindly lets me be the person I am. So if you've got small children in the room, you probably don't want to be. They probably don't want to be around. Um, <laughs> and the point of the show isn't to discuss um, lists that are going to be the most powerful and top tier. We try to explore ways of playing the game a little bit differently. So that's hopefully what we're going to be able to do. I've not done this show for over nine months now. It's been a while. It's the first so, time I've been Sigma 3, so that's fairly exciting. It is, yeah. But I'm, traditionally, I get a lot wrong. So don't take what I say um, as um, <laughs> as ultimate truth. Go away and research things on your own. I'll do my very best, though. Um, yeah, I'm well. I've got a lot of animals as well, if you want some animals. I'd love updates. some. I'd love some. We've been um, waiting to find out how the tortoise is um, uh, and, and everything yeah. else. What's been going on? He's still got all his legs. <laughs> this week, I've mostly been fingering chickens, um, which is... A horrendous task, but um, oh. what is, what is that? What does that? What is the court? What is the reason for that? What? Why? Well, I rescue hens. Me and my girlfriend, we rescue okay. hens, um, and we've got three at the moment. And the rescue hens that we've got, when they come to you, they're absolutely fucked. Bless them, because they've been um, selectively bred to shit out eggs as much as possible within eighteen months, and then their health goes to pot right. Um, so the, the recent batch that we've got at the moment, we've had them over two years now. So they're very ill health. And all the, everything comes out of the same vent. So the piss, the shit, the eggs, etc. Um, and when they get very old and very unwell, 
they will prolapse. <laughs> so, I'm so, honest, Darren. The only way when I expected to be doing yeah. actual today, uh, yesterday I said, "Hey guys, don't worry, we've got actual Warhammer content tomorrow." Darren's coming on to talk about lists. <laughs> I wasn't thinking we were talking about prolapsing chicken anus, uh, but then, I, 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 to yeah. be fair, based off yesterday where we ended up buying a puppet, who knows what this fucking show is anymore? Who knows? <laughs> well. Um, well, this is what this is what I've been doing recently, um, fingering chickens. But it's for their health. The only way to help them out is to get it up there and sort of stroke them, and um, hopefully they'll be okay. Um, and then, Freddie, do you want to say hello? Freddie, who's this? Can you see Freddie? You have to set up. You don't want to set up, Evie. You can come and say hi, Evie. Um, we've had Evie bless her for a year now. She's a rescue dog. And she's been diagnosed with arterial fibrillation, bless her. Um, and one of the symptoms is sudden death. And the other day she collapsed. So, so she's not allowed to um, she's not allowed to run about anymore. So it's quite oh, scary, that's sad. bless her. But she's so beautiful. Yeah, there's always a bit of tragedy with animals, there is. isn't there? Some good news. Um, Malbec's still got all his legs. Malbec, by the way, is a tortoise <laughs> for everyone who needs uh, an update on that. Uh, he did previously have yeah, one of his legs replaced with a wheel for a while while we were fixing a leg. leg um, but, but is he back on all four, <laughs> speeding around? He's back on all fours, and he's an absolute fucking nightmare. He just walks up and down in his aviary all day long, does my bloody head in. And we do let him out, obviously, but not at night when you're trying to watch, when you're trying to enjoy Outlander. He just pisses you off. Um, but, yeah, he's doing very well. And then Alex had her... To- uh, Alex's... It's her 12th anniversary of owning her horse today, Harvey. Bless her. Um, so we've got some good, we've got some good animal news, and she's found a really nice yard that she's really happy. Hey, so, so that's, um, that's, that's a great update. There's some great updates. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the dog. There's even a dog about in the chat. That's great. Um, uh, lovely, lovely. It's nice to hear that. There's, there's, there's something I, I already knew about the prolapse in chicken butts. So, um, uh, and I'm glad Evie's okay. I'm not sure if sudden death is the symptom. Isn't that just the end? Well, yes. So they, she's got arterial fibrillation. He thinks we've just sent her um, yep. bloods off um, for the exotic diseases department because the vet doesn't actually know what she's got. So she's got a malformed heart. We rescued her from Romania, bless her. So she's a street dog. And um, he thinks she might have caught something from there. But one of the th- one of the things he kept saying repeatedly was sudden death. So we just got to be. She's had like a heart monitor on three times, and we've tried her on various drugs, and he still doesn't really know what's going on. So hopefully, we'll, once we've done these exotic tests, she'll um, we'll know what's going on. We'll be able to treat her correctly. You may notice as well if you want some positive news. You mentioned this just before that we went live. I've got more hair. I've been using a, a hair product. Um, pills and spray and if you don't know if you can see here I had terrible triangles for the past five years I was really losing my hair but it's worked it's all coming back (laughs) so um, (laughs) I'm very pleased about that if you could all tell me how great I look in the chat I'd really appreciate it you look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. <laughs> and I said that already. Uh... <laughs> we'll get on to we'll get on to Let's some more not. We'll Fuck it. More. Let's not. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
You knew what you were in for. You've done loads of shows with me before. Uh, I'm so happy about this. Everyone actually cares about my Warhammer comments. Uh, they, they do. They yeah. do. They love that bit. They love that bit. Someone the other day uh, messaged me like, oh, I've been speaking to Darren about this list. And I was like, great, great, great. Um, uh, <laughs> I just don't know where to, what to ask. <laughs> Uh, if I'm honest, uh, you're gorgeous, Darren, is what you are. And I'm very excited to see you. You're at Blood Tide. Who's your Blood Tide team? Uh, so I'm going with um, Daniel Bradshaw, the master himself, uh, Mr. Will Barton, absolutely gorgeous fella, and uh, one of my favourite people in Warhammer, Daniel Ford. Um, we're returning champs. So we're, we're hopefully we're hoping to defend okay. it. To defend it this the good, so it's wait, the, the good, like the bad, the years. ugly, and the really serious on the tabletop. I'll let you decide which one's which. Yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's at Blood Tithe, um, uh, which is a team four-man team format, which we'll be doing live coverage of. Uh, and also, uh, so you can join us on T-Sports Network for that. Also, you're going to be at the AOS Six Nations, which is the 14th, 13th, 14th, or 15th and 14th, or whatever, uh, of November, which is an eight-man team international format with Team England. Who's in your team? Who are your Team England mates, uh, Darren? You guys are also returning oh. the champions for that as well. I'm putting on the spot here because it's all been pissed about. Uh, so, Laurie is captaining us. My captain, my captain, myself. Uh, we've got Dan Bradshaw, Luke Morton, Jack. Oh, no, Luke can't do it anymore. So, I think Jack Armstrong's in the team. Um, Terry Pike, Steve Curtis. Oh, God. I'm getting... Fuck you, Matt Simons. Um, and some other very sexy and attractive and consummate gamers. <laughs> so, good, good. So very well, important. Good. Name drop those there. guys. Uh, isn't Richie in the team? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was, but then I thought him and James were, but that, then I think they pulled out. Okay. I'm not 100%. Uh, just- I hope so. Uh, okay. I love Richie. Okay, so just a just a follow up, uh, just a follow up really quick. Uh, JP Stevens is he in the team? Yes, good man. Yes, I'm looking forward to, to playing with JP Stevens. He's a very positive. There's a bit of a riot occurring goal. in the live chat right now. Uh, everyone wants to know what the hair care product is because. Um... Ah, yes, the dense. I, I, I have to run off to my bedroom to go get it for you. It's the dense hair club. We'll tweet it later. <laughs> How does that sound? We'll 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 yeah we'll, yeah yeah. Because people people I'm, want I'm to know. So I'm so very impressed okay. with it. And my girl, it's my girlfriend that got it for me for Christmas because she's 12 years younger. And uh, she said, I've got to wake up to you every day. So I'd prefer it if you had hair. So I gave it a go. Um, and thank fuck it worked, right? Otherwise, she probably wouldn't be here still. <laughs> Awkward. Well, you can, you can always wear a, uh, a hat. Um, not a hat. What's it called? A toupee. That works, right? Is that a thing? <laughs> I would like to, just to say I can... Just to say I wear a toupee. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, let's get, let's start uh, Darren's list diaries, uh, brought to you in partnership with Dense Hair Care Products. Um, uh, is who the the this show is sponsored by. Thanks everyone for that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, talk to me about Age of Sigmar three, Darren. What are your thoughts? You're going to all these team tournaments. You're in all these big teams. Yeah, like what have you been thinking? How like yeah. what have you how have you been approaching Age of Sigmar three? What I've been thinking is how little I fucking know. Every time a recent event has come up and we've seen like someone I know with a list and I thought to myself, Christ, that's trash. Um, they've gone and won it. Or if I've seen two people going up against each other, you know, the other day, Benjamin Savile went up against Jack Armstrong. What a clash of titans, right? 
And I thought, poor Ben, Benjamin's going to be smashed here by these Lumineth Realm Lords. And Benjamin went and, and beat him, you know, just proving that I know fuck all about about Warhammer. Um, so I've not played, I've played a limited amount. Obviously, there was the event that we went to, um, Velatron, bless him. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. God bless him, rather. Um, that was a that was a fantastic was. event, wasn't it? Um, so I've been to that, and I've played several games of Age of Sigma three locally. Um, isn't it? It's glorious, though, isn't it? There's so much going on. Um, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that intense, like backwards and forwards, trying to focus on what your opponents trying to achieve, trying to interrupt them as much as possible, because that's how I like to play. Um, and you can do that more in Age of Sigma three. There's more to think about, which I, I really enjoy. But it's so fucking batshit crazy, isn't it? What a, what a fucking ridiculous game. There's lots going on, right? <laughs> oh, I just... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just... it's. I thought, right right when it first came out, I thought, brilliant. So at the age of Age of Sigmar 2, there was loads of power creep. Everything felt like it was solved. And there, and there were these really powerful lists, weren't there? And it got to the point where they created so many problems, there was no point trying to fix it. And I was really pleased that they scrapped it. And then Ada Sigma 3 felt very much like, oh, wonderful, we've got balance again. There's loads of different there's loads of different things that we can try out. And we've just gone straight to fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> From zero to every, everyone seems to be figuring out what's really good. And what's really good is, is really, really what? good. And I keep thinking to myself, where the fuck do we go? What, what stuff? Here? What stuff in? Uh, what stuff specifically has 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 really stood out to you? Do you know? I think it was a real power move from what? Games Workshop. They did a decent FAQ, didn't they? And they just went, "Fuck it, we're not changing Luminef Realm Lords in any way, shape, or form." Fuck you guys. Foxes can move where the fuck they want, and there's nothing you can do about it for years to come. Years and years. <laughs> they were cool with that. They thought that that's fine. Uh, they, yeah, they've doubled down. I respect that. That's a real power play. It That's is brilliant. More yeah. of that. <laughs> I imagine it's like. I imagine what it must have been felt like being dominated by Hodor. Um, uh, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> like it's it's a power play, but not necessarily. I respect the strength. Um... <laughs> it's, it's just wonderful. It oh, just it, it it makes. I mean, if I, I reckon five six years ago, I think I'd have raged about it, but now. I find it hilarious. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, what's batshit crazy at the moment? Wow, save stack. The thing is, let's not talk about fucking save stack. And every fucker's been speaking about it for months and months and months, haven't they? It's obviously fucking batshit crazy. Um, let's see what we can okay, do about sure. it. And until they change it, which they probably okay. will. All right, well, let's talk about the. Let's talk about the. Are you? Have you got any kind of like? Um... I know we're about to look at some lists. Actually, we'll go through the list and hopefully the questions will come up as, as we go through. Uh, all right, so let's, should we look at the list? Which is the first one you want to look at? Um, so one of the first things I wrote when uh, Gravelords came out was um, I thought it would be cool to just have an entire army of zombies. Um, and this is what I've settled on as like my favourite zombie build. Um, and it's, it's not particularly clever or i just want to sort of go through it and it's really just me practicing doing this um and then the next the, the last two lists I'm, I'm actually quite excited about in terms of the actual play but this one i just really enjoyed writing and it taught it taught me a lot about list writing and um 
you know, the, the way the new sort of battle regiment, the, the, the regiments work, etc., okay. the battalions. Um, so we'll go, we'll go through that. We'll get, we'll resume some Warhammer content for those that are still stuck around after I mentioned what I've been doing all week. Um, <clears throat> so we'll start with if you go to the Honest Wargamer website, it's brains. Um, <laughs> I'll put the link original, in the chat, and it's already on the screen. Oh, you're such a pro, such a pro. So it is a Legion of the Night um, uh -huh. army in Soulblight Grave Lords. We have a zombie lord on zombie dragon general um, with the swift form command trait, the amulet of destiny, and flaming weapon. I love the thought of all those people that had shares in Dispel Scrolls back in yep. the old edition. They've all sold all those shares, and now they've just wanged them all into the Amulet of Destiny factory, yeah. haven't they? They're just sucking and pumping that out. There's another Sons of Baylor army, right? We've got another order. Let's make ourselves you a You could say the amulets. destiny was that we'll all take the amulets. That's what the destiny was. <laughs> the Amulet of Foregone Conclusions is what it should have been called. Um... <laughs> the Amulet of yeah. Originality. Um, the Death... The death of items, the death of faction items is what it should have been called. Um, but I'm really fucking original, um, and I've got it here. Um, we've then got a necromancer with fading vigor, um, Gorslav, the gravekeeper, yep. uh, for yep. obvious reasons. Sixty zombies, sixty zombies, twenty zombies, twenty zombies. A corpse cart with an, un an unholy lodestone, a terror geist, chronomatic cogs, and it's a one drop. It's all in. A battle uh, regiment. So, at some, you know, a stat that stands out straight away there is two hundred and six wounds, which I fucking love. Um, and obviously, when we get into it, we can talk about how we can bring those bring those wounds back. Um, well, so, luckily for you guys, um, what I used to do a lot of before was get a lot of my information off all the wiki pages for Rage of Sigma, and a lot of that stuff it wasn't the actual words, it was like an interpretation of the words. So a lot of times I got my my rules wrong. Um, what's wonderful, the chat, is it Russian? Russian? Wahapedia. Wahapedia? Yeah. Wahapedia. Oh, shout out to those brothers and sisters. What a wonderful website. So you've got every fucking rule for every faction, and it's the actual rules. So hopefully the quality of the show will be up and we'll get the rules correct. So we'll start off with some basic, some basic bits and bobs for, for Soulbite Gravelords. Um, so obviously you've got the Locus of Shaish. So anytime they um, they cast a spell on a on an unmodified nine or more, um, and this oh, actually if the yeah if the unmodified is nine or more, then they you get to resolve that spell twice. So that's really fucking really good, good, isn't it? Obviously you've got the Deathless Minions. Um, you can allocate a wound each time. If roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to a friendly soul black graveyard unit with a holy 12 inches of a soul black graveyard hero or grave site on a sick plus that wound or mortal wound is negated. Lovely, really useful for your zombies, your millions of zombies that have got no, no fucking armor. Um, definitely invocation at the start of the hero phase. You can pick a number of different friendly soul black graveyard, summonable units, holy within 12 inches of friendly. Gravel Hero, to be affected by Deathly Invocation, the number of different friendly Soulblight Gravel Summoner units you can pick is done by the keyword of the hero. So obviously we've got a Vampire here, so you can pick up to three, and we've got a Necromancer, which is a Death Mage, so you can pick up to two. So five separate units can be affected by this, and it allows you to heal D3, D3 wounds. So we're going to be able to bring back our 
are, are zombies. And there's loads of other bits. I'm not going to go into all of it. Most of you know here what Soulblight Gravelords do. You don't want me to just read off badly what the battle traits are, do you? Um, so that, but that, that's all pretty good from death stuff. The that gets enhanced slightly by the Legion of the Night battle trait. Yep. So the bait add one to say rolls for friendly death rattle units and and dead walker units in the first battle rounds. So your zombies don't have a save. So in the first turn they get a save of a six. Lovely. Um, but what's really good about the Legion of the Night, especially in a meta that's got loads of fucking hyper-aggressive shooting armies that can teleport 30 Sentinels about and just fucking black you, um, we've got Aegis coming. So instead of setting up a Legion of, of the Night unit on the battlefield, you can place it to one site and say that it's in ambush and reserve. Um, and you can put one unit for every unit that you deploy on the table off the board, basically. And then you can set it up within six inches of the table edge, nine inches away from, from enemy units later. Um, if you don't do it by the fourth battle round, reserve units in that ambush are destroyed. Um, but that means we're going to be able to take our general off and the terrorgeist, which is a little, it's not particularly um, tanky. So we're going to be able to save these key pieces for later if we're going up against an army that's also a one drop and gets the decision to, to go first. So we're going to be able to keep our, our general alive. I quite like that. Um, so if we then go on to the um, the zombie the zombie Lord or Dragon, he's just a beat stick, stick isn't he? Um, and we're enhancing him slightly here by giving him swift, uh, swift form, which is add two to run and charge rolls. So that means if we're off the table, when we come onto the table, to get into combat and to get value out of all those lovely attacks that he's got, we've got plus two yeah. to charge. Um, we've got cogs in the list as well, so we could potentially make that plus three to charge if we set up cogs correctly with our with our vampire lord, if you really want to make use of that, that alpha. And that threat, that vampire lord means that people are going to not only have to defend their front, but their flanks and their back. And armies that are elite, that don't have access to really cheap chaff, um, that's going to sort of clog them up. And we want to clog people up. The more ball control we've got with our 206 wounds, then, then fantastic. So any unit that's off the board that can get potentially plus three to charge rolls, going to get in your opponent's head. And that's where we want to be living rent-free. So that's why I like this chat. Um, I've given him the Sword of Flaming Ruin spell over Pinions um, because he's got Swift Form. Pinions obviously gives you um, some pluses to move. I can't quite remember what it is, if it's a plus four or plus three or something. Um, but I, my thinking is when I'm in, when he's in there, I'd much prefer that plus one to damage uh, later on in the game, obviously, if he's off, off the board. Um, but he's pretty, he's, he's tanky as fuck, isn't it? You can go read the um, Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon scroll. I won't read that out to you, um, but it's pretty, pretty cool. So I quite like, I quite like the threat of him. Um, the Necromancer then, he, Necromancers are so tanky. What I really like, like about these is undead minions. So roll the dice before you allocate a wound or mortal wound, if it's within three inches of any friendly soulblight grave or summonable units, on a free plus, chin that wound off to one of those. <laughs> so you've got to do 15 wounds to kill to kill this chap through that, through his six plus save, through his minus one to hit. So I don't think there's much in the game that will be able to take him out in one go, let's say. If you Obviously, if you deploy him correctly, don't put him in front of 60 Sentinels and expect him to survive. Um, 
but he's really cool. And there's was, there's a new change to Van Hale's Dance Macabre. It's until your next yep. hero phase. What the old spell did is in the next combat phase, you can attack again when you choose to pick a unit to pile in. Um, so now it's until the next hero phase. So you can cast that in your turn, move up your unit of 60 zombies, and if anyone comes near those zombies, those zombies are attacking twice. And we'll see in a moment when we get on to those zombie war scrolls that that's actually pretty, potentially pretty tasty, certainly on, on chaps with um, uh, that do mortals on sixes mm. when they hit. We've then got the, the Gravekeeper. Lots of people have been wanking on about this guy, um, and I agree, he's fantastic. We're, we're, he's in the list because he's got a chin-off mechanic of a four plus to people next to him, like the. Um, so he has a body. Like he, had a bo- he has a bodyguard save of a four plus that he's able to put, pass across. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's similar. It, it, it's effectively a four. It's it's effectively a four plus ward on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And then, but he's got a command ability. So the um, undead in their hero phase, if one of their summonable units has been completely wiped out on a five plus you can bring half of that yep. unit back um, and you can bring it, is it from a hero or the grave sites? You put four grave sites around the board, two in your own, two wherever you like. Um, what's nice about Gorslab, the Gravekeeper, is that's quite unreliable, but it's fucking yep. great. Um, he's got a rise, a rise. So for a command point, you can bring that unit back. Set up wholly within nine inches of friendly. So it's a guaranteed, so it's a guaranteed rise. Now we've got 140, 120, 140, 160 zombies. So we're going to be able to, throughout the game, using this and the undead um, mechanic, 60, so 80 more wounds. So in actual fact, that 206 wounds that we had at the beginning is now 286. And that doesn't include any of the healing, right? That doesn't include any of the healing! Yeah! So we're probably going to, we're looking at an army that's probably got over 300, 300 wounds to chew through. Now, fuck you, Luminef Lords and your Sentinels that can do that. They're going to have a tough time getting through all of that, I think. I think they're going to have a really tough time going through that. But that's why I have put this into a one drop. So hopefully we're going to be able to bring out 60 zombies on one flank through a gravesite nice and early. And on the other, we're going to run our zombies up because we're going to cast Dance Macabre on that. And then if you put the corpse cart on its side towards the back in the middle and string out 20 zombies and 20 zombies, that's the entire backfield um, protected from deep strikers, if you are facing deep strikers. So you're going to have the entirety of the board plus the threat of the Terrorgeist and the vampire lord being off the off the table, yep. you're going to cover all those center objectives. It's just fucking great. If anyone wants to come anywhere near that, they're going to have to really <laughs> do some work, right? So, and you, you can it's it's a bit like um, the gargoyle tactic of just sitting on objectives and and winning. We're hoping to do that. We're just with fucking loads of models in a in a more fun way. I think it's more fun to move zombies about isn't it um so yeah he's he's really useful he's really cool um we've then got the dead walker zombies you know what these do fucking stupid they compile in so from good. six inches I, i'm actually surprised you haven't seen more dead walker zombie lists do well at the minute i think it's just a production issue 
<laughs> I put together um, for, for, for someone recently like a hundred zombies. Um, they don't take too long to do. <laughs> that painting though? Um, no, fuck that. I hate painting. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think that I think you would see more lists like this, but I think it's very similar to the old grot list, where really you didn't see many people who'd put together 120, 160 grots, so you didn't really tend to come up against it very much. Um, you know, which is why we're seeing tons of mega gargant lists because it's like four fat dudes get off you go, yeah, versus a billion little fellas, yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, as Marchetta just yeah. pointed out, it's incredibly expensive per box. But just don't buy the Games Workshop ones. <laughs> it's that easy. No, yeah, there's, there's loads of there's loads of alternative zombie zombie ones. Or take your old Marauders and just chop their heads off and put zombie yeah. heads on them, or some shit like that. Yeah. Like we've all loads of people have got millions of Marauders, haven't they? Um, and they've got a cool rule: the newly dead. So if you hit. This is what we're hoping to do. If you roll a six to hit, you're doing a mortal wound. In a world full of save stacking and characters that don't die, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, but for every wound inflicted, or sorry, for every model slain at the end of the combat on a two plus, you can add another zombie to your, to, to your unit. So those 300 wounds could very well be 350 yeah. plus. Fucking glorious. Um, absolutely glorious. And what we're hoping to do here is obviously get Van Hales off, run them 10 inches up the board and pile in and attack twice. Six-inch piling, going twice. You're just going to be absolutely everywhere. That That is an argument then to have levitate on your Vampire Lord rather than... Or, or maybe levitate on your... No, you don't want to do it. Yeah, you're on your Vampire Lord because a flying unit of 60 guys with a six-inch piling, piling in twice... That's really fucking cool. That you'll be able to absolutely completely riddle your opponent. Um, so if you want a more of a if you want a more of a control build, you put levitate, which will make your unit fly rather than flaming sword on your your zombie, um, your, your your vampire lord. Um, there's a corpse cut as well. Um, it does it does some nice attacks. But what we're looking to do here, you get plus one to your armor saves if you if your zombies are wholly within twelve inches of that. Um, so a five up save. Oh no, you can only ever get a maximum yeah. of six. <laughs> I've got yeah. this um, but if they've got rend one, it will give you zombies the same as six. Marvelous. Um, but we're really you wanting the plus one to cast rolls for your for your wizards that are, that are within twelve inches of it. Um, so again, we're going to be able to get Van house off from. So, one, so there was a question nice. earlier in the chat, like uh, is, um, and I think it was to do with the uh, the corpse car. You are more of a fan of the plus one to cast than you are bothered about the minus one to wound aura. Uh, yes, yeah, I really want Van Hales off. Um, I want to. You, you, you can be defensive, but you're trying to keep zombies alive. Seems like a waste, wasted effort. I'd much prefer. I'd much. My thinking is, if you kill shit, it can't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you, if you're, if you're, if you get negged out when you're taking models off the table, by all means, have the the aura. That's that's cool. Um, I just like to kill shit. I think I think that's more fun. It's not necessarily the best or optimal, but I enjoy I enjoy killing shit. So I really want dance macabre off, and that's quite a big threat. Imagine you've got sixty zombies on an objective. And your opponent knows they can pile in twice, yeah. six inches. That's move of like charging, piling in. That is movement. Treat those phases as movement and get your shit towards your opponent's mm. objectives. 
um, that will put people off coming towards your zombies. Um, well, it might do. It might do. Um, but yeah, that's what. Don't take what I'm putting down here as optimal. This is what I enjoy. <laughs> so, what, so, yeah, what always, I really like is what I this is, that, is the fact that you've you double down into like a strength, right? Like you're giving yourself cogs specifically for like that plus one, which isn't seen as particularly strong. Um, but like you know, you 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 put that in also with the vampire lord, your ability to do that. Like, yeah, the dead walker zombies seem slow, but actually they're quite fast if you include a run, the piling, and some other stuff. Uh, so it's kind of quite sneaky, and it's just like it doesn't try to do anything else other than what it tries to do, and it makes your opponent have to answer that question, which I think is fun. And then I like the vampire lord on my dragons; he can just run around whenever he wants to and just be somewhere, right? Like he's just involved. He's just like I'm involved. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not shit either. Um, he'll have. So we're not. We're not running him into Archeon, right? We're not beating Archeon up. We're not running him into fucking Tetanus or or Kragnos. You know, we're going around with him, and we're just trying to take out. We're just trying to take out some chaff. We're trying to, and he'll do that really comfortably, right? Um, which is probably another argument for Levitate. Actually, thinking about it, if we're going to use him as more of a control piece, um, and then we've got a Terrorgeist. He is um, he's probably a bit of a tax because one problem with the trying to get this as a one drop, and I'm really keen to have it as a one drop, um, is you, there's only so many things you can reinforce. There's only so many units that you can use. And so the maximum amount of zombies that we could have would be 180, but then we'd lose the corpse cut. And that means you've got so many points left you may as well pop it into uh, into a terrorgeist because you can have at least one monster. Um, right, you can have one monster in, in battle regiment, right? And of the two options, um, I prefer this one. So there's this and there's a there's a zombie dragon. Um, but he's still pretty good. Death Streak has got a, he's got a Death Streak. So when he comes on, if you've got him off the board, he can come on the board and it's got a 10-inch range. And that's quite nice. It's uh, do not use it. Roll a dice and add the Deshrik value shown on the model's table. So if he comes on from the board, presumably he's not taking any wounds, so it's a six. If the total is higher than the unit's bravery, that they suffer that many mortal wounds. So that's quite a nice little way of impacting the board as soon as he's, he comes onto the board if he doesn't manage to get into combat. Um, and plus one from Cogs here will help him get into to combat as well. We all know what what terrorgeists do when they're in combat. Got three attacks. If he rolls any sixes, we're doing fucking six more wounds. Boom. That's Boom. What we That's what you do. That's what we want to do. We want to nick our opponent right out when we roll three sixes, bitches, and tell the entire mm. auditorium. There's uh, been a couple of questions in the chat <laughs> from Frigate, uh, and I just thought I'd double down on this. Uh, he asked if the Mortis engine and the Coven Throne is still good. Uh, I was saying that the Quad Mortis engine is a good meme list, and I still think it is. And the Coven Throne's actually made it into quite a few competitive lists that have done quite well on the top tables. But if you want to ask me, if you were to if you were to like hold a gun to my head now and say, Rob, what is the best army right now? Uh, for me to build a variety of four-one going lists, like like where you can just swap out so many different units, and my answer would be Soul Black Grave Lords. I think it's got so many options at the moment. I keep saying this on the stat show that me and Owen do on the Mondays. Um, like you've just got so many. Like we saw Sheltog in the chat who's been playing a load of Soul Black Grave Lords. He said like you know you can just put this in uh, the Court of Neferata, for instance, like the same list, and just changing the sub faction just changes around a few things. There's so many things right that you can do. Uh, with this book, it's quite mm -hmm. an exciting book. Darren, what do you think about the book? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 a lot of people have been 
are rating it quite highly, um, haven't they? Some, you know, some very, very clever lines. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's a really well written tome. You, you don't see people complaining about Soulbite Gravelords, do you, in the same way as they are about Gargants or Foxes, or and yet it's it's right up there. And that's because there are so many options, of so many ways to play, so many, um, so many good good options. And what's optimal isn't clear yet. You know, what's the best build isn't isn't clear yet. And it's a good investment. It's a bit like Cities of Sigma. It will adapt well to a rapidly changing meta. So yeah, I think it's a great, a great time. And the models are fantastic. Even the stupid fucking bat centaurs. They're growing on me. Quite significantly. <laughs> the Vengori yeah, Lord. The Vengori Lord. Uh, Warhammer yeah. Rob, if he's in the chat, just painted up a beautiful one yesterday, which we just saw. And I also saw Greg running around uh, comboing him with Nagash recently, and that triggered me pretty significantly. Um, uh, the, Darren, the Welsh team. I gotta say, I feel the Welsh team are coming for the uh, English team this year at Six Nations. I don't want to like start a right. I don't want to start a rivalry, but like, uh, and then the Northern Irish team are going to beat both of them. Just saying, like, gonna get dunked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, the the skill and the um, the knowledge, you know, is not is no longer dominated by by England, is it? Not at all, not at all. Like, if we as a team don't have our shit together and we aren't prepared, then I, the Welsh or the Northern Irish um, could very well, you know, take our crown. So we've got to be on it, absolutely on it. Um, and I love that. It's um, We want really, really, really solid teams so that we can explore this beautiful game together and create some wonderful lists, plays, tactics um so yeah I can't, I can't wait to to see where um uh, where we are at six nations it's going to be great um just a, a small point about what monsters to take in this list those other ones are great but they're they're too cheap <laughs> you'd be 100 points under because of the restrictions of of battle regiment um you could potentially take out the spade guy and then have a different character in there and then have a cheaper you know, I love Gorslav. Keep Gorslav the gravekeeper. I no, I, I wouldn't take him out. I wouldn't take him out. He's he's um, that consistency is wonderful. You could potentially in a turn. So you could potentially in a turn if you've doubled, you could bring back sixty zombies if you've lost all one hundred twenty of your zombies on a five plus and using a calm point. Win the double turn because you're a badass, and then they're going to be free to move and fucking kill stuff again <laughs> and get on your opponent's tits so yeah um i would definitely keep the the grave dude in there yeah, absolutely. yeah okay great uh excellent work thanks thanks to darren so this list i've told you it's in the chat um, and then uh that's that's i mean that, that that i don't think i think that's probably a three two at best it's um but i think it's a i like that as a zombie build that's that's how i'd run a zombie build and i like the idea okay. of zombie builds um, All right. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so what's up next? Um, Luke writes all lists. Um, the Luke I'm referring to here is my good friend, Luke Morton. Um, it's uh, inspired by him. I was, um, what I like to do when I'm bored is just pick a random faction and then see if I can relearn everything about it 
um, re-go through the old war scrolls, re-go through the FAQs, re-go through any new units that have come out for it, because obviously shit's coming out all the time. Rego through White Dwarf articles. Fucking hell, why is it? <laughs> why are rules in White Dwarf um, articles? That's a great question. Uh, because you can't print them digitally, but... Darren. It's too complicated. It's 2021. Yeah, I, I know. It, it's just... It's 2021. <laughs> um, it's, but I like to do that. And um, when I was... So I thought I'd relook at Nighthorn. And I came across the changes to Emerald Host. Have you seen these? Oh, glorious. Uh, Talk to me about it. Well, the Emerald Host has got the Emerald Curse. After armies are set up, but before the first battle round begins, you can pick one enemy hero. For the duration of the battle, subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that hero. So what's important here is it's not melee attacks or shooting attacks, it's all attacks. So if they've been a big brain bastard and they've taken Gargants, or they're thinking that they're really cool and they've taken Archeon, 25% of their army straight away has got minus one, or 33% of their army straight away is on minus one armor save. That's fucking great. In a world full of save stacking, I really, I really like that. So that's a, so I thought, fuck me, that's a great, that's a great little thing. Um, and they still do what they did before. So. Add one to the attack characteristics of melee weapons used by Emerald Host mm-hmm. Hex Race, and units that have made a charge move in the same turn. Uh, in addition, oh, hang on, that have made a charge in the same turn, yeah. In addition, roll a dice before you allocate a wound or w- mortal wound to your general if they're within three inches of any friendly Emerald Host Hex Race on a two plus, you allocate it to them instead. So we've got a lovely little um, Nighthorn, have got some great um, potential generals generals uh, lady o for example she does a shit ton of mortal wounds um i've gone for i've gone for um something a bit tankier um but that's 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 really cool that's really cool and then they've got a command trait once per battle you can use a command ability on this general source card without a command point being spent i don't have a command trait on mine so that's wasted sadly but that's pretty cool if you have and then an artifact of power Add one to attack characteristics for the, the Sword of Stolen Hours. I don't have the chap that has that, so it's not going to him. But So the, the, the command traits, they're wasted here, but they're potentially relatively mm. good elsewhere. Um, but we'll go through the list. So it's an inspired list. Oh, I forgot the triumph before. I, uh, on the zombie one, uh, we've got uh, Indomitable. 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 Um, so 60... One one time, you can automatically pass Battleshock. Fucking brilliant on an army that's got 300-plus wounds. Um, so we've got the Cool Ghast Cruciator. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah. As my general. Um, with the Lord of the Hosts, which is pointless, and the Pendant of the Fell Wind. That is an aura. Um, units within range. I can't remember what the range is, if it's wholly within or whatever. Um, but it gives them plus one to move. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Rykenor, the Grim Hailer, he's got Soul Cage, um, which is a really great spell. Um, a Spirit of Torment with one of my favourite artefacts in the game, Slitter. And then Big Drog for Kicker. Yes! I used to think Mercenary Gargants were a meme, now they're absolutely fucking. I think they're. I think they're pretty fucking good. 
Um, so the death gargan that you can have is the good one, the one that kicks the shit out of stuff. Um, it's the gatebreaker. Then we've got three units of these hex wraiths to defend our Krulgars yep. Cruciator, the bodyguards. And then the reason the list is called Luke Wright's lists, um, he was playing um, MSU chain ghasts. He has been for for ages. He's gone about how good they are. Um, I actually think they are they are pretty good. Um, I'll get onto why later. They come in units of two. You can do them as you see fit. I've done this because I didn't want to think about it too much. Um, so we've got 16 of these chaps. One, two, three, four. 16 of these chaps. You could either have them in four units or eight units or, you know, as many many or few units as you want. I probably, probably thinking about it, you, you're, you'd want a four and then th and six lots of twos. It's probably the optimal, but do what you want there. I've just done this for ease. Um, so let's talk about Nighthawk. Let's break this down, shall we? Um, so Nighthawk, I've got a great um, subtract one from Bravery to all units that are within six inches of them. Wonderful. They've got that same chin-off save of six plus near heroes, etc. What's really cool about them is half the units you can set up in reserve, and this this army's got a load of a load of um, units. So we're going to be able to put a load of these units off the board um, again if they've got load of sentinels or a load of foxes, a load of threats to your generals, we can just keep them off the board and they can't get to them. Fucking fantastic. Um, um, you've then got the spectral summon, so you can use a command ability in your movement phase. If you do pick a friendly Nighthawk unit that's on the battlefield, remove them from the field and set them up wholly within 12 inches of your general or nine, and nine inches away from any enemies. So we've got some really nice sort of zipping about mechanics. And that works quite nicely with um, the sort of tactics here i like to refuse a flank in my games so if i can if i've got an opportunity to get the vast majority of my army on one flank and my opponents spread out and bear in mind they're likely to spread out against an army that's got a load of models that are off the board to try and cover it up as much you're applying a load of your resources to the minimum amount of your opponents so you can roll up the board and that's what we're looking to do that's what we're looking okay. to do here. Um, now, <clears throat> the reason we've gone for the Cruel Gas Cruciator as our general, so we want to keep this chap alive. So I'm imagining keeping him off the board and then wanging him down. He's got a great little profile, six wounds, a four-up save. Obviously, Nighthorn have got their ethereal save, so fuck off, Rend. We don't worry about that. We've got a straight-up four-up save for most of the army. Um, a bravery ten, which is great for getting wounds back in the in the um, in the hero phase, um, you know the mm. heroic actions. Um, but what he's what he's got is an ability to if he does a wound, if he causes a wound to anyone, the death save improves from a six plus mm. to a five up. So it's going to be able to double the amount of wounds that you're going to save. And the the way you do that is you <clears throat> phantasmal torture is his uh, ranged weapon. Got four attacks, wonderful. Threes to hit, threes to wound, minus two rend. So we're going to be looking to bring him down and try and just do a wound to anything. We don't fucking care. A bit of chaff, whatever. But minus two rend's still pretty good, especially if we're hitting that character that we've minus one rendered to. So that's going to be rend three. Yes. Fucking. We're going to work. So we might even be able to get some cheeky wounds through to Archeon. Um, but that's good. So that's going to make the 
the hex waves that we're going to surround him with, nice and tanky, four up the theorem save and a five up chin off save. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So that's why he's our general, because we're trying to make the rest of our army a bit tanky. Okay. We've then got the Spirit of Torment. Uh, he's got a, quite a nice profile, five wounds, four up save, six, in, six inches, bravery, ten, so all the same cool points from before. Um, he's in here. He's got, he's got a couple of rules that are a load of words that I can't be bothered to, to read, but he brings models back if something happens. But the one I like about him is he's got Nagash's Binding, so you can reroll hit rolls of one for friendly Nighthawk units while they're holding within 12 inches of any Spirits of Torments. So again, that's all attacks, melee and shooting. And we've got the Chain Gas have got a load of shooting attacks. So that's just a nice way of increasing output, increasing damage output, and people like rolling they love dice. It, don't they? So, and in a world, and world where rerolls re are fucking off, it's nice to have some. Um, but he's got Slitter. I love Slitter. I love, love, love Slitter. This is um, every time you pile in before your attacks. I think it's before your attacks. Let me see. Uh, I'll get the actual. I'll get the actual wording. Artifacts of power, weapons of the damned. Let, let me read it to you. After picking the bear, oh, so after picking the bearer to fight, before they pile in, yes, you can pick one any model within one inch of the bearer and roll the dice. If the roll is greater than the model's moon characteristics, it's slain, <clears throat> gone. The reason this is cool is Nighthawk have got an ability. If they roll a ten when they charge, an unmodified ten or more, they can fight, and that's going to be in the charge phase, so it's out of phase. So you're going to be able to kill the unit champion and then they're not going to be able to use all-out defense or all-out attack if there are no characters around so shitty little units of skinks that have you know teleported the other side of the board they're not going to be able to unleash hell or give themselves plus one armor save or if they've got um mortal wound buff off on them they're not going to be able to get plus one to hit to you which i think is cool it's even better if you manage to pull it off against a unit of mortec mm -hmm. guard because i think Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. We're going to be able to slit the throat of the champion, and they're not going to be able to use an RDP point to reroll their armor saves. Um, I know it's is Owen Jackson the chat. He can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, <coughs> but I like I like the fact that um, so rolling a ten is 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 unlikely. But it's nice to have those plays in the back pocket. Sometimes it fucking happens. And again, we're living rent-free in our opponent's head. If they know that sort of shit can happen, they're going to be a little yep. worried about it. You know, um, so I quite, I quite, I, I really like Slitter. Just going in and killing something free of charge is, yep. is great anyway. And potentially we can do that. This is, this is Darren. Don't worry. Pretty sure it's wrong. Oh, thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah, just Dave being yep. a wonder. Um, I'm pretty sure it's wrong as well. I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it works like that. Um, but I think I, I like that. So he's a he's a cool little little trap, uh, little chap to have. Where are we? Um, and then we've got Raikonor. So <clears throat> Raikonor has got ability. So he's a he's a, he's a spellcaster, and we've gone for Soul Cage. This is such a good spell. So basically, uh, where are we? Let me just get to Soul Cage for you. I did have this all prepared, but I'm fucking shit. Don't worry about it. You're doing great, bud. Uh, I hope the chat are enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't let you speak for over half an hour now. I'm so sorry. Um, 
So Soul Cage has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, pick an enemy unit within 12 inches and visible to them until, until your next hero phase, that unit cannot retreat. In addition, until your next combat phase, that unit attacks last. Now, that wasn't such a great... That's a great spell because we've got a big fucking Gargan in our list, right? And what we're hoping to do is get that spell on Kragnos, whack in our Gargan, and that fucker is attacking last and he's not going to be able to retreat. Or that big unit that we really want that Gargan to get into is not going to be able to escape him. And we're going to be able to always always go before that big fucking unit. And because we're in Gur, we're going to be able to use a command point to make ourselves fight at max strength. You know, max wounds and really fucking hurt people with that yeah. with that big gargan. If we're on their general and we've minus one to their armor save, the nice thing about Drog, yeah. the gatekeeper, is he turns his attack profiles on minus three range. So that's minus four rend. Fuck you, save stacking. <laughs> yeah, really good. I absolutely Oh, sorry. Three of his three of his attacks are minus three range, actually, because he hurls a boulder as well. Um, but we could hopefully be in a position where we've got our lovely big gatebreaker into a nice into one of their big pieces, one of their gargants, perhaps, or or maybe even Archeon. And we're always going first. They can't run away, and we've got all these minus four rend yeah. attacks at them. <clears throat> That's what I want to see. Um, and Raikonoi is the best to cast this because he's got an ability where he can snuff out a candle, take a mortal wound, but then he adds three to his casting roll. So it's a nice, consistent spell. It's also pretty good as well. He's got four attacks, fours to hit, threes to wound, minus one rend damage, two. Um, so he's, he's not shit. He's quite fast. He's got movement 14. Again, he's ethereal, so he's got that lovely four-up chin off save and a five up save if he's near the old um what's his bollocks the general that's got his um got his torture off so he's cool um we then we then got drog so the the mercenary rule grievous halitosis at the end of the combat phase pick a unit enemies within three inches roll a dice equal to the amount of models that are within three inches on a six they take a mortal wound quite nice if we've got them into a unit that can't retreat um, but it, it, it's a bit shit. It's, it's, it's not great. Um, we are going to lose a command point because we're a yep. mercenary. But we don't need too many command points in this list because it's all MSU. It's basically immune to battle shock. Nothing's fucking going away. We might want to be able to. We can't make our we can't make our armor any better because it's ethereal. The best we can do is get plus one to hit, um, which we'll probably use on on this chap at some point, um, or, or reroll charge. But we're getting at least one in the first turn, so if we do want to get a charge off, we potentially can. It's a bigger deal. Um, but obviously, having a big unit on the board with 35 wounds with a four-up save, probably we're going to make that to a three if we use all that defense. Um, it's got held boulder, so one attack, threes to hit, twos to wound, minus three rends. Obviously, that's minus four rend to that character that's been cursed. Damage four. <clears throat> That's beautiful. Um, and then all his fucking attacks, they do loads of... This guy will fuck shit up, won't he, basically? Basically, yeah. And what's really cool, he's got a three-inch range on two of his, his death grip and his um, and his flail. His flail's got ten attacks. <laughs> ten attacks, fours to hit, threes to wound, minus three rend, damage three. He's going to 
And he's got a load of fuck. If you want to learn about Gargants, then go read that. I'm not going to read out all the War Scroll to you. Um, just know that I want this guy in against a unit that's been soul caged. Um, so this is your anti-big guy tech? It's just, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so the problem is save stacking. So how can we get minus four rend and not be in a beast of chaos army? Is the because they're they're not great, are they? Um, <laughs> um, so this is this this is one way to do it. Um, you there? Then you've got hex race. So the hex race aren't bad. They've got a twelve inch move, two wounds, a four up save. We're going to have these all round our all round our general. Um, they've got plus one attack. Um, in, in the Emerald Host, that's three attacks each. So they've got 15, 16, 16 attacks on the charge. Um, and if we roll a 10, they're going to be able to do that twice. That's 32 attacks. And every six they inflict um, with a hit will do a mortal wound. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely little unit for, for 150 points. Mm. And in their movement phase, if they move over a unit, for every five plus they roll for each one of your chaps that move over that unit, they'll do another mortal wound. So if you need to bug them out, you can run them over a unit. They've got fly. You can you can do some mortal wounds there. So this is a really that's a really 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 good battle line unit, and it's really useful for our um, our general who who we need to keep us nice and healthy with that five up death save. Mm. Chain ghasts. We all know what these motherfuckers do. Uh, oh, do we know actually? Has many been picked? I know Luke's been working on about. No, we don't. A great deal, no, please but... let us know. Right. Okay. So you get two in a unit for seventy-five points, but they've got two wins each. Four up save, move, move sinks, bravery ten. The nice thing about them is they've got ghast flails. They've got a fifteen-inch shooting attack, which is D three attacks. They hit on fours, wound on threes, but they rend two. So against that chap that you've cursed, that's rend three. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, so a unit of four will get eight shots, let's say. Um, and then when they charge, they've got gas flails. So they will do an attack to everyone, to every model that's within two inches of them. So if we're, they're quite nice anti-sentinel unit, I think, because those chaps are all next to each other, aren't they? If you all attend to charge, you're going to be able to attack first you're going to get, you've got four of them in there if you space them out. Each one can hit, I don't know, I think five or six models, let's say. So it's within two inches. It's not wholly within two inches, which is important. So we're going to get a load of attacks that get to strike first before they get to, before they get to unleash hell. And they themselves hit on fours, wound on threes, and they're rend one. When, correct me if I'm wrong, when... How does all-out defense work? Is it only in the combat phase, or is every time can you can you use it any time a unit has been selected as the as an attack? Target. My point is, if we're attacking in the charge phase, you don't then to, they're going to have to use. You are, oh, it's they, only in shooting in combat. It's only in shooting in combat. I'm sure it pretty much specifies on the command ability. Right. Okay. So this is an attack outside of phase. We're gonna basically we're gonna get some more more damage through, even if you can use it in the charge phase. You can't. It doesn't matter. You can't. Oh, you can't. Okay. Well, they would have to use another command point in the combat phase if that was the case. But anyway, 
mean, that, that's great. So that's a, that's a fuck ton of attacks that are going before the enemy. Um, and then when they unleash hell, there's going to be less of them to unleash hell. This might be another argument for having them in twos, because then that's more chances of getting a 10 when you're, when you're charging in with them. But yeah, this is this is a great for 150 points. This is a great, great little unit that's gonna. So we've got 16 of them. So that is 32 shots. So that's 16 hits. That's 10, 10, 11 wounding hits at minus one rend. Minus, uh, sorry, minus two rend, minus three rend if they're against something that's cursed. Great little unit. Great little unit. Um, what do you what do you think about that? I quite I, I enjoy that a great deal. I like deal. the idea I like I like the idea especially of, of, of doubling down on the ability to charge by taking MSU units so that like you've got four opportunities to make that clutch charge into the sentinels as as an example. Uh, like you know, if you wanted to drop them all. Do you know what I mean? Like you like you you, you you just think, right, okay. Uh, like uh, instead of having one block and I have the re-rollable seven inch but actually if it falls apart it dies this is like actually I might make I might make one of them I might make like three of them but I'll make I'll probably make one of them and that actually yeah. that, that gives me a, like that gives you a really good exam uh, ex advantage I think ultimately um, and uh, yeah I do like the idea of reducing the rend ultimately uh, I worry about it just holding objectives but like um, maybe we've seen a lot of lists at the moment that have just been min battle line with other tech around it. Um, we've seen lots of lists like that doing very, very well. Uh, so I think, yeah, ultimately, like it's got like a nice lot of play. This will rinse. This will rinse chaff. Absolutely rinse yeah. chaff. And, I, I, and it's. Thank yeah, you. yeah, and I would say I would say also like it just causes a problem uh, for your opponent as well, and also no one knows how Nighthawk works anymore. So like you'll you'll just be doing stuff that people won't really understand, like which is a huge advantage in the game. Someone in chat mentioned they can use their ether quartz, which is cool, but that means they're not using it in the combat phase because once you've used it, it's yeah. used. So, so then you're going to get to attack. So you're getting some benefit, even if that unit is using ether yeah, quartz. Yeah, of course. Um, yes. So uh, yeah, pistol is a great um, real holy geek. This <laughs> can shoot me in the face while charging it, and I've got to eat lead shot. Yes, that's correct. Um, I really like. It still is for that reason. Um, and then the last one is um, is a temper stylist. So hopefully called Simon Trap. called Frat Trap. Yeah, Frat. Oh, Frat Trap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it should PPH, shouldn't it? Oh well. <laughs> yeah, Frat Trap. Um, so we'll go through. We'll go through this one. So, so this is a challenge for. For people in the chat, there's a basic core and idea and concept to this list. Mm. And then you can fill that out with anything you want. And I've given, so we've got this list and I'll talk about it and the idea. And then I'll give you an example of um, an alternative that's got the same sort of some of the key elements to it. Um, this one's got some units in that you'd never see um, or you rarely see um, that I think are, are quite interesting. Um, and then there's a more grittier fucking horrible list i would suggest potentially um as the alternative so it's a tempest list mm -hmm. and cities so cities can plus one to their um, when they cast um endless spells that's the thing isn't it it changed um i believe that's correct yeah and then tempest start so you when you're a cities list you choose which city you come from here we're coming from tempest eye 
Um, that, that allows them to add three to the inches of every friendly Tempestar unit until the end of the first battle round. In addition, add one to saves for attacks at target friendly Tempestar units in the first battle round. Solid, solid, solid first, uh, solid rule. Um, you also get to add one to run rolls for friendly Tempestar units. That's important because a lot of our units are going to be able to run and charge. You'll see that in a moment. Um, they've got standing contracts, so a Tempest Eye Army can include Coragent Overlord units, um, one in four of them, and we've got a unit of Endriggers in this list. And then Rapid Redeploy. You can use this command ability in your shooting phase. If you do so, pick a friendly Tempest Eye unit, wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Tempest Eye hero, that unit can shoot even if it ran in the same turn. Again, we're making use of that command ability in this list. Um, so we'll go through this. So we've got a Sorceress on Black Dragon. She's got a Witch Rod. Um, she's got the command trait Hawkeye and the Amulet of Destiny because she shops at the same place my Vampire Lord did. Mm -hmm. um, and the Universal Spell Flaming Weapon. Um, you could use Aura of Glory here, um, but I'm desperate to get Flaming Weapon off. I just love the imagery. <laughs> I especially like the idea of Flaming Weapon on a um, Frostheart Phoenix. No, a Frostheart Phoenix, oh, just right. because you'll, you'll melt its wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, just, that's just me being silly. Um, we've got a battle mage from Gur uh, with celestial visions, and so this. So I came out to this list. This might changing, and again, this is part of the thing that you. This is cute. What I'm going to discuss now, the Lord Arcanum. You could chin this guy off if he changes in a couple of weeks when the Stormcast book comes out, or if you don't want to do this this cheeky little thing that um, I quite that I quite like about him. Um, so we've got a Lord Arcanum with the Aura of Glory. 30 Dark Shards, they're the Dark Elves with the crossbows, um, 10 Dread Spears, or guys that we're going we're gonna to kill with our Sorceress, um, 5 Free Guild Outriders, and here's the, here's the concept, here's the bit that I'm excited to talk to you about. We can use, there's very few factions that can have both Sharks um, and Endriggers in the same list, and they've got a really nice way of dealing with big fucking unkillable heroes or gargants potentially. Um, so we've got two of the Alapexes with net launchers, six Endriggers, one's got a Skyhook, two with grapple launchers. We've got a Celestial Hurricaneum, and then we've got two underrepresented endless spells that changed, and I still think have got a bit of play, um, especially with the Lord Arcanum if he doesn't change. And this is, this is again, all battle, all battle regiment. So this is another one-drop list. I love being able to choose if I go first or second. I love being able to go first if my opponents have fucked. If my opponents have fucked up their deployment, um, and a list like this can really make <laughs> can really do well if they fuck up their deployment. So let's break this this bad boy down. We'll start with the sorceress on black dragon. So this is a really rarely used scroll. Very rare. Um, that's got a couple of really that's got a couple of really interesting command traits and I think work really well in Tempest Eye. So we will go through this scroll because you can hardly ever see it. So she's got 14 wounds. Her move goes down as she suffers wounds, but it starts off on a 14. She's got a five plus armor save, hence the need for the Amulet of Destiny. And she's got Bravery 7. So she's unreliably healing, bless her. Um, she's got a missile weapon, which is noxious, uh, noxious Breath, six inch range, and that is Units with wholly within six inches, um, 
roll a dice for each model on the six I take a mortal wound. So it's not it's not anything to write write home about. But it's cool. It's cool if we're gonna get her into some into some um, hordes. Uh, the witching rod, the one attack, fours, threes, minus one rend, d three damage. So it's a standard a standard um, attack there that's probably a waste of time rolling because you never do any fucking damage with you. <laughs> you never do any damage with you the guy on top of the dragon, but it's the dragon that we want to go on about here. So the dragon's got fearsome jaws, which have got a three inch reach. Really important if people are trying to trap you later on by using this tactic. So it's got three inch reach with three attacks, four plus to hit. The fearsome jaws start off wounding on a one and go all the way to five, minus two wound, D6 damage. With flaming sword, obviously we're hoping to get four. We're hoping to get damage yeah. plus one on that. Or actually, no, sorry, you probably want to use that on the, the razor sharp claws. Flaming sword's only one one profile, isn't it? One I originally profile, thought one it was profile. all profiles. But it is, allow, it is now allowed to be a mount profile. Yes. So we're going to use it here on razor sharp claws, which is a two-inch reach that starts off on six attacks, falls to hit, threes to wound, one's on rend, damage two, damage three if you've got if you've got sword off. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So it's quite a nice, solid, solid base. Um, she's got some great abilities. So Blood Sacrifice, at the start of the hero phase, pick one friendly Darkling Coven model within three inches, kill it, add two to your casting rolls. So that's why we've got the cheap unit of Dread Spears in there to just slip their throats and get plus two to your casting rolls. We're going to be able to cast any endless spell that we desire to on plus three now. Um, so she's just a nice, consistent um, caster. Um, she can only cast one spell, unfortunately, and her own spell... We're probably never using something. <laughs> um, the, the command points are where it gets yeah. interesting. So firstly, command underlings. This is okay. Uh, sorry, this is great, actually. You can use this command ability in your hero phase. If you do pick one friendly Darkland Coven unit, wholly within 10, 12 inches of a friendly Darkland Coven hero with this command ability. Until your next hero phase, that unit can run and still shoot and or charge later in the game. So we're probably, cast, we're probably using this on ourselves. We've got movement 14, plus three in the first turn, so punch, plusing seven to that, because it's six plus one from the Tempest Eye ability. So this, she can move and still charge, I've got lost there, 24 wow. inches. Yeah, that's, that's fast. That's fucking grand. That's fast. It's even better if we've managed to cast the Battle Mage of Gur because he's got an ability that allows you to plus two to run and charge his spell. So if that goes off, it gives us a threat range of 26 plus 14. So 26, 40 inches. And if she's deployed right in the middle, that's basically the entire board. And this fucker flies. Okay. Wonderful. Amazing. Wonderful one. So we've got a nice beat stick here. She's not going to go in and threaten Archeon, but she is going to threaten that unit of 10 untamed beasts that have run out in front of Archeon because they think they're really yep. fucking clever. Um, and we'll get to why that's important later okay. in the list. So she's she's pretty cool. We've then got the um, the Battle Mage of Go, and I've just mentioned there what this chap does. We've got him in here because of his wonderful spell, which is plus two to run and charge, mm. charge rolls. So we probably don't need to use it because we've got all that movement from the Sorceress. So we're probably using that elsewhere, probably on the Dark, the dark Shards. I'll get to those in a moment. Um, we've then got the Lord Arcanum. This chap's cool. I like, because of the change to um, Endless Spells, they now move at the end of the hero yeah. phase, don't they? 
before they moved at the beginning. So you whack them down and then they move. He's got a command ability. You can use his command ability before an endless spell is moved. If you do, pick a predatory endless spell within 12 inches of a friendly model with this command ability. Add D6 inches to the distance this endless spell can move until the end of the battle round. That's a, I, where I'll talk about them now, these two spells. I really like Horrorghast and I really like um, Geminids. They're not, Geminid certainly isn't worth 80 points. Um, I like it specifically in, in these lists, the, these two. If you're fighting an army of hordes, we're then going to be able to move Horrorghast. So it's going to be able to come down within 12 and then move eight. So that's 20, but potentially 26 inches. And units wholly within 12 inches of this end of spell cannot receive command abilities in the battle shock phase. So where we've got uh, the Dark Shards, I'll get onto those in a moment, they can pump out quite a lot of, of damage potentially. We can get our Horrorghast 26 inches up the board potentially, and then everything within 12 inches can't use command points. So that's what, 26? That's a 38 inch. Pretty impressive. Inch. So that's pretty cool. I, I like if you're fighting a lot of hordes, if you're if you're in a spot where you can get a load of damage onto those sentinels, you don't need to kill all 30 of them now. You only need to kill half of them, and then not unless there's a Cathalar about, obviously, and he rolls a 2 plus. But I've seen a lot of people not use their, their Cathalar so much. But later on in the game, Horrorgast is going to be quite nice. Um, and then Geminids is the trouble. Geminids has got such a shit range. It used to be such a beautiful spell. <laughs> but if we're fighting Gargants, this is quite a good spell. So a casting value of nine inches is successfully cast, put the two models within six inches of each other, wholly within eight inches of each other. Uh, is that right? Holy, yeah, holy, sorry, wholly within nine. So we're going to be able to deploy this nine, move it D6, so that's nine, potentially 15, and then fly it to eight. So it's potentially got a 23-inch threat range, okay. this chap. What this this does is on a, for any units it goes through on a two plus they suffer a mortal wound in addition they can't use command points until the next combat phase so we're going to be able to stop those chaff units redeploying we're going to be able to stop units um all out defense for for um for the shooting which we've got a lot of so if we're fighting gargants we're swift, but our end riggers, it's important to get our end riggers into combat. We'll see why in a moment. But anything, they can just redeploy out of your range. We want to try and stop. Um, so I think Geminid specifically in this list, specifically with a Lord Arcanum, is potentially, is potentially worth it. It's very, very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very, very cute. And I mentioned earlier, I want people to go away and optimize their lists. This is a package that you don't need to include you don't need to include but i i quite like it um so that's the lord arcanum he's also got an ability where if a stormcast chap dies in a turn you can bring him back um there's other wording and that's been terribly worded but read it yourself it's, it's pretty cool in the alternative list where we've got a where we've got a bolt from um and he's also got some quite aggressive spells himself so he's got prime electrics so if he casts Arcane Bolt, it will do, and he rolls it on a 10 or more, he does D6, he does D6 wounds instead of D3. I don't know how that works within the new Arcane Bolt. So we'll probably see I think that. We, I think we're going to see that changed um, in, uh, with the new Stormcast book. Yeah. So only days away, though, from that, which is exciting. 
Yeah, this, 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 again, this might change and this might be quite cute, but fuck it. I, I, I wanted to talk about it because um, I like to talk. Um, and he's obviously got, you know, spirit flasks, so he can suicide it. Um, so that's what's got that. That I think is quite cool. So let's get on to the elements that aren't going to change for a little while. So we've got 30 dark shards in the list. They've got one wound, move of six. So that's move of nine in the first turn in Tempest Eye. Save of a five, bravery six. They've got a repeater crossbow, which has got a 16-inch range, two attacks, fours and fours, damage one. They do some damage in combat. Um, and they've got an ability, if you've got more than 10 models, they get plus one to hit. So we're hitting on threes. So we can use our Tempest Eye command ability to run and still shoot this unit. So it's going to be able to move nine inches, plus potentially seven. So that is nine, 16, plus potentially a further two from the Battle Mage. So that's 18, and then shoot 16 inches with 60 shots that are hitting on threes. If they've got minus one to hit because they're plague bearers, we've got potentially another plus one to hit from our hurricane, which we've got in the list. And the dragon, which has got wonderful movement that will definitely be near this, has got Hawkeye. Units wholly within 12 inches or I've probably got that aura wrong, but it's got an aura of plus one to wound. So we have 60 shots, hitting on threes, wounding on threes. We've hopefully got Geminids through a unit, so they're not going to be able to all out defense. So we're doing roughly 26 wounding hits. We're probably not shooting Archeon or Kragnos with this, but we are shooting, we are shooting support heroes. Because we, because we've got plus two to hit, we're, we're, it doesn't matter about Lookout Surf. So it's quite a nice unit to get up there and start shooting some shit or shooting some chaff. It's just a nice little, a nice yeah. little threat there. I quite like that. Um, Outriders, uh, this is a cracking little unit. They get D three plus one shots if the if the unit aren't within three inches, and D three shots if they are. They hit on five, so it'll be fours. They wound on three, so it'll be twos, and it's rend one. So for a hundred and ten point unit, you're Doing four to four wounds to a gargan that's been geminated, which nice. is nice. Um, I th yeah, I th if you need to do a bit of chip damage, you've just done twenty six shots to it, so you've just done thirteen wounds to it from your, your shards. You've done another four, so your battle line doing seventeen wounds, taking half, taking a gargan down to half wounds, um, relatively uh, consistently. It's quite nice, unless it's got the amulet of everyone's fucking yep. got this amulet. Um, you just need to target that unit. Um, and their move is 12, so that's 15 with a range of 16, so that's a 31-inch threat range. But they can also, um, they've got skilled riders, so they can run and or retreat and right. still shoot. So in actual fact, <laughs> you're seeing a theme here. This is a swift yeah. as fuck list, right? So we're looking at 12, 15, 22, 28, 38-inch threat range. Lovely, lovely little unit. The Dread Spears are there to die. You can choose these or the Bleak Swords. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whatever your preference is. The point of these guys is they're being they're being slitted by the, the Sorcerers. Um, and now we get to the bit that I'm excited to, to chat about, which is the Endrigger and the Alapex combination. Alapexes can move 14. They're a mercenary unit in this list, so they're not going to benefit from the plus three, sadly. But they can still move 14, and obviously we've got two nets here that hit on threes, wound on threes. There's no rend. 
Um, if we really want to hit with this unit, we can use all out attack. We've got, we don't need to use it anywhere else because we've got the Hurricaneum. So that's quite, I think that's some nice little, nice little synergy there, or it, rather that's some nice resource management. Um, so that means we can shoot potentially two different units on a two plus. We don't need to wound them, we just need to hit. Fucking great rule. They're not going to be able yep. to pile in. We all know how strong that is. Now, how strong is it when you combine it with end riggers? They have a 12-inch move, plus three in the first turn, so that's a 15-inch move. They've got a sky hook, so that's plus one to charge. And we can get plus two to charge if we if we gir them, um, the battle match. So they can be on plus they can move 15 with 12 inches with plus three to move. They've got a lovely little lovely little ability called a grapple launcher enemy units cannot retreat if they're within three inches of any model with this unit armed with a grapple launcher so what we're looking to do is engineer a situation where we've shot archeon or we've shot kragnos or we've shot a gargan we charge up to a unit that's not near them we kill that chaff unit with them and the dragon and then we pile in because of how piling works now as well. This has got a lot stronger. We get within three inches of that big fucking 25% of their army or 33% of their army, or, or you could even go into 30 chaos warriors, for example, and just put it so that only one guy can attack on the flank. You know, that unit can now not retreat and not pile in. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and what we're looking to do is pin these big bits of of resource that the enemy's got. They can do fuck all. In turn three, win the priority, take the the objective that's underneath them, and just you know shake hands twenty twenty nil good Um So this is the the two units that work really beautifully well together, and we're looking to put it into a list that helps it get into those positions. So we need some fast damage output from from all those shots right um what so how do you how do you feel about i'm quite excited about that i think that's as it's so frustrating for your opponent imagine you're okay on your buff to the nines and you can't do fuck all <laughs> uh yeah like i think uh, i think there's loads of options uh for you as a player i think one of the things about these lists are they're always so much fun um, like on paper, and then when you put on the tabletop, like I know that you're not saying this goes five zero. What you're saying is this gives you loads and loads of options, and like in some games you get, yeah, in some games you're going to get to do all these fun combinations. Some games it won't happen, and you'll have to reset and then do it again. So I think that's quite exciting. So yeah, I love hearing about that stuff, and I think. Hello, hello, Lex in the chat just said until they take the turn and then pile in and smash the endriggers, they can't, they can't pile in. Hello, Lex. And you haven't charged the unit that you're trying to, that you haven't, you're not trying to charge the unit that you intend to not be able to move. You're trying to charge the support units near it and then fly over them and just be within three inches. So they can't attack you and they can't move and they can't retreat. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, I, the point is, though, is uh, I think that it's there's some there's some really fun stuff there. I actually think Tempest Die. I said this on a show recently uh, on the Stat Center. I'm actually surprised. This is a bit more techy than the brute force kind of Tempest Die lists, which I think I would like to see more of uh, play in the meta. I think I think we would see a lot less. Um, 
big monsters running run quite so rampant if there was just like 60 iron drakes on the board yeah i think like I, yeah, you yeah. know yeah oh yeah yeah and that he's right the next the next turn they are going to be able to smash you but you've stopped them you've stopped them in that turn so you've held them up for a turn a unit yeah that's right um time of cash in that so it, you're you in their turn, they're going to be able to get you, but you, you'll have locked them in for a turn. And they're pretty, in your first turn, those Endriggers have got a three-up save and you can all out-defense them. So that they could be on a two-up. Obviously, you'll rend. They won't be able to... But even even Archeon is going to struggle to, to do 12 wounds to a unit that's got a, a three-up save, potentially. Hopefully, hopefully. If we, we're not looking to um, track them there for the entire game, but we're stopping them doing what they want to do, which allows you more time to get more battle tactics, more objectives, and your units to do more shooting and, you know, kill more of their, their chaff. The way that you kill Archeon or beat Archeon, to my mind, is to not, not kill Archeon at all, but try and kill all the stuff that's around him or make the stuff that's around him not be able to move. If they do have a big unit of... So Laurie's got a list that's got 30 Chaos Warriors in it. If you make that so it can't move in its turn, <laughs> it can't retreat. All the shit behind it can't move or do anything yeah. for a turn. So frustrating yeah. for your opponent. You're getting up on those battle tactics. You haven't even... In that turn, you haven't even had to roll yeah. a dice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you just can you control it. It's just a different way to play. Different. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you can do it with one of those power pieces. I think the real question is: is like, are you shutting down primaries, or are you shutting down their output? Like with Archeon, for example, or a Gargant, you're shutting down output. Um, with Gargant, it's more of a problem because Gargants are out. Like they're the few, the one situation where you're not really answering both questions or, or one or the other because they're the output and they're yeah. the primary. Um, so I think that's quite interesting. So yeah, overall, like really exciting. Uh, some really fun stuff, like uh, uh, looking at all three lists. Um, and I think Age of Sigmar's got so many options at the moment for you to to run like uh, MSU lists or janky little weird lists um, because it's all about scoring those battle tactics. It's just whether or not the list can do the battle tactics and the primary. But um, I would say that this seems fairly competent in doing both, right? Well, these these have all got. This list has got two monsters, and you can turn a hero into a third, so you can get that run around to three monsters and high five each other. You know, as did the as did the first one. So it's got ways of, and it it's going to go in and take objectives. It's well, three units are going to be running, and you're still going to be able to charge and shoot with them. So you, it's got easy ways of getting battle tax early on, and you're hoping to get beyond your beyond your opponent point. I just wanted to discuss. So I mentioned that right at the start, this is the one that I was really excited to see. Um, this interaction between sharks and endriggers, and the, the the rest of it's pretty cute. So the sorceress on black dragon, the arcade, and they're not they're probably not optimal, but they're fun. Mm. They're different, right? Um, so get your cities book out and have a look. And I just wanted to show you one alternative that that this kills a gargan in a turn every time. <laughs> well, pretty reliably anyway. Um, so I'll just go through this briefly, and then everyone that's bored can, can leave. <laughs> so we've got, this time we've got the Battle Mage on the Hurricane, the Lord Arcanum, because I'm still trying to do that cute combo with Geminids. But this time we've got a General, that's the Rune Lord, and he's got Hawkeye, and he's got Arcane Tome. Um, there's 30 Iron Drakes 
and then there's five outriders, five outriders, two sharks, six endriggers, and then the celestial ballista. Um, we've then got, it's then got um, geminids or horogaths, depending on your preference, and then it's got bridge. And all we're looking to do is have the rune lord right at the back, cast bridge at plus one, or use the celestial hurricane to cast it if there's no great threats to unbinding. Bridge that big unit of um, iron drakes. Those iron drakes will be on plus one to hit because of the because of the hurricane. The rune lord we know gives them plus one rend. They'll have plus one to wound because the rune lord will be able to run up behind them. So it's got move four, move seven plus a run 14, and then everyone within 12 inches gets plus one to wound. So it's like a 26-inch aura of where you start the Rune Lord to where you jump by, so that's important. Um, but if we manage to get Geminids through the Gargan, they're not going to be able to move away. They're not going to be able to all-out defence. And on average, 58 Iron Drake shots at Rend 2 and two Troll Hammers at Rend 3 will do 36 wounds to a Gargan. Um, you can math hammer that out. Um, but reliably be able to take a gargant, because gargants are a big deal, right? So reliably taking a gargant out of turn is wonderful. If you do roll under average, each I mentioned before, each one of those outriders will do comfortably four wounds to a gargant. You've got the hurricanum that will do on average five wounds. So it'll be four or six, depending on how many twos that you rolled. Um, <coughs> So potentially this army could kill a Gargan and one of the little and a man one of the little chaps mm. because the outriders, yeah, because the outriders will do five or six wounds each to a to a man crusher. Imagine you're the Gargan player and you've lost a mega Gargan and a man crusher in the first turn before you've moved, and there wasn't there was fuck all you could do about it. I think I, I honestly think it's uh, it's the list I'd build if I like if I could if I could snap my fingers and have the list in my hands tomorrow, um, that would be the list I'd put on the tabletop. But just because the meta representation of Gargans is so high at the moment, uh, and and ultimately like some of the I know I can see Joe Crowder in the chat uh, talking about foxes and hurricane um, uh, and hurricane units, but they're fairly susceptible to shooting. But you don't tend to have weight of dice shooting and like and and sixty shots is is pretty competent. Uh, and even sentinels like they'll sentinels will do some work in kind of like um uh the go first uh situation they'll take out a lot of your support pieces um but you still get to trade shots with them quite nicely i don't think that's a matchup you win but going into gargants and having a matchup that you win constantly and the army that you're going to see the most of i think is a bit of a no-brainer plays really well into a bunch of other stuff as well um ogre more tribes um uh like uh, i don't think necessarily nagash but maybe even nagash as well i'll have to run the numbers i think it's pretty good um and then that just puts a load of threat out there so like we talk about the meta adapting and i just don't know why i don't see this list on the tabletop straight away i think it's a good because of the meta it's a good anti-meta list is what i'm saying um oh it, it probably takes out gash straight away certainly in ODR, yeah. doesn't it it's, it's whether or not he unbinds it but you can be you can be outside of 30 inches um that's why i've got the rune lord with the um the arcane tone because it'll be difficult to get the hurricane outside of 30 in his unbind range much easier to get the little chap um outside of unbind range isn't it and he's still going to be able to run up have that 26 inch bubble the guys will be in front so they're still going to be in range to shoot to yeah. shoot the gash um yeah and you've still got the cute endriger shark interaction so you could be in you could be in you could be at a point in a gargant game in the first turn before they've moved where mega gargant's down a man crushes down 
and one of their gargants isn't able to move. <laughs> really good. Really good. Uh, all right. I would like, yeah, if anyone would like to take that and see what you can do with that, I'd, I'd, um, I'd much appreciate it. There's a little challenge for you. How did, how did we do, chat gang? How many rules did I get wrong? And how many... Um, uh, did you like the lists? Because I've been dead nervous because I've not done, done this. You've done a great job. Months. You've done a great job. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, people are going to uh, let us know what they think of it. Um, what is uh, like? Did you have a good time? That's important. The important bit is, did you have a good time, Darren? I did. Yeah, I, I love talking. Uh, I, I don't think I let you speak it's at fine. all. So. Don't you worry Apologies. about it. It's it's been a long nice, day. It was honestly nice hearing about it. To be honest, uh, I enjoyed it loads. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, okay, good. Right, like, have you got any shout-outs before we head out today, Darren? Yeah, the people that sculpt for uh, Bolt Action. I've been doing some uh, commission building recently because I lost my job two and a half months ago. Uh, my manager was very rude to me for a time, and then I stood up for myself, and he told me, if you ever fucking talk to me like that, Darren, you won't have a job. And I said, if you ever fucking talk to me like that again, I won't want it. And Good then man. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Well, not the greatest. Um, so I've been commission building, um, and that, that's been allowing me to eat for the past two months. Um, but the guys that sculpt Bolt Action, I've been putting together some military for these, and they there's no instructions. The arms clearly go with specific weapons, but they're this fucking big, and they don't tell you Amazing. which arms go. I thought with I thought we were about to hear and something it, really good, but it, it sounds like we're not. Absolutely no, absolutely no. It is really good because they have increased my um, ability to be patient. <laughs> so thank you. Good. That's a good lesson learned. So, and then I've got another uh, another shout out. I'm going to be starting my own venture very soon. Um, I'm going to be doing what I was doing, but on my own, if I can just briefly sure? plug myself, I, I'll be selling life insurance, critical illness, income protection, home insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'm really scared of going out on my own. So if anyone has uh, a need for those, if they'd let me know and perhaps let me know when your renewals up for your, for your home insurance, that'd be, that'd be super handy. Um, yeah. So shout out to myself for starting my own What about venture. travel insurance, Darren? Um, and if you could all help me with that, that would be wonderful. I was going to talk to you later what about, about travel insurance. T-Sports Network. I know I can't do travel insurance. I can do accident insurance and uh, hospital insurance, but not travel insurance. I can't do all insurances. Pet Maybe insurance? You should get into pet, pet insurance. insurance. I should, shouldn't Jesus. I? I should get into pet insurance. Luckily, I've got pet insurance for Evie. Otherwise, we'd be... Yeah, switch to Darren. Uh, I agree. So yeah, let, uh, I'll include Darren's uh, Twitter handle in the show notes so you guys can get at him if any of those things are of interest to you guys. Um, uh, thanks, Darren, for being on the show. It's been massively appreciated. Uh, big shout out to the Twitch chat. Love you loads. Uh, I'll be back later with Mr. Tom Layton uh, to talk about Grey Knights. That's right. Uh, after Garrow founded them, uh, what did they turn into in ninth edition? Uh, and the answer is uh, apparently good. Uh, so it'll be exciting. Darren, thanks for being on the show. Uh, <laughs> love you loads. I'll talk to you soon. And bye. My pleasure.